This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marsha Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning. This is Marshall Davis. I woke up early one morning recently and I just lay in bed for a while resting in and knowing and enjoying this reality that we call non-dual awareness or unitive awareness. And I was wishing there was some way to communicate this reality clearly in words. And at the time, it seemed like I knew the exact words to use to express this. But then later on that morning, when I tried to put some notes down and tried to write down those words that I was thinking about, it was impossible to do. The words did not seem to express it anymore. They seemed empty and flat and trite. We're not able to communicate the richness, the fullness of this non-dual reality. And yet, here I am on this podcast trying to express the impossible. The Bible says that all things are, are possible with God. I describe it often as resting in awareness, but it is not awareness the way that we often use that word. It's not a mental state or a consciousness the way we use those terms. That is a misunderstanding I think that many people have of this. It's not even a higher state of consciousness, which is a phrase that's often used. It's not a spiritual experience which may, most people assume it is. It's not anything different than what is always present. And most importantly, it's not awareness of something. When we are aware of something or someone, even if we call that something or someone God, then that presupposes a separation between one and the other, a distinction between us and God. That is theism, and this is not theism. Oh, theism is fine, especially good for people who are looking for a relationship with God, and a lot of people are looking for that. But what I'm pointing to is beyond that, includes all relationships, including a relationship with God, but it is more fundamental than that. It is knowing the God beyond God as Paul Tillich said. This is a step back from dualism or beyond that dualism. And even when I use those words, that language of of stepping back or going beyond, those words also assume separation, distinction. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to step back or go beyond. There is no back or beyond. There's no separation in what I'm talking about. In reality, there is no separation between us as 
what we appear to be physical, mental human beings and anything else. It is knowing that there is not anything else that is not also us. It all is simply this and is simply one. This reality is all there is. It is what awareness, if you want to use that word, comes from and what the physical world comes from and even what God comes from. The Tao Te Ching says it well when it says that the Tao is older than God. Non-dual reality is not even spiritual. When we use the word spiritual, we tend to use it in order to distinguish it from what is not spiritual, from the physical or the worldly. And reality does not have that division or separation. Just like when we use the words holy or sacred, we tend to use them to identify that which we consider to be sacred or holy from what is not sacred or holy, the secular or the profane. Non-dual reality does not have those distinctions. It is holy in the sense of wholeness that includes the profane and the worldly and the world, the universe. It's also not emotion and yet emotion accompanies it. All emotions are included in this. All emotions are expressions of this. And yet beneath all the emotions there is a deep-seated sense, an intuition, a physical sense almost, of rightness. That's as close as I can come to it. That all is right with the world. Julian of Norwich said, all shall be well and all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well. Well, I would say that all is well and that is the nature of reality. I want to use here the Buddhist term suchness. It is a sense that this is what is and it is good as it is, as Genesis chapter 1, the creation story, repeatedly says of the universe. It is good. And this is what I am, what you are, what we are, what all of us are. You know, I am part of this wholeness and I am the whole and so are you. There is no separation between me as an individual self and reality. Now I don't want to get too theoretical here. I want this to be as direct a communication as it can possibly be. I want those of you who are listening to this to, to see and know this directly if you have never known this before. But actually I'm assuming that if you are listening to this is because you do know this. At least you have sensed this at some time in your life and probably sense it even now to some degree. The truth is that we all know this intuitively all the time. It's there. We just need to tap into it, you could say. The only problem, if you want to call it a problem, and it really isn't, is that we don't pay attention to it. We're not grounded in it. We don't live out of it or live in it. That's, that's the only issue. This is the treasure hidden in the field that we keep walking over every day. 
and don't know that we have the riches of the universe under our feet. It is the substratum, the undercurrent of all experiences and is the fabric of the universe and all consciousness. And to know this, to be included in this, to experience this, if you want to use those words, all we need to do is step back into it, fall back into it, rest back into it, into what we are before any thought or emotion or physical sensation or even awareness arises. Now, I want to make it clear here that I'm not talking about a mental state of consciousness. It is more subtle and foundational than that. It is abiding in that which awareness emerges from. I tend to simply call this awareness, unitive awareness or dawn do awareness because awareness as far as that mental state is the closest that our minds and thoughts and words can come to describing this. But what it really is is an undeniable and certain knowing that what we are is the ground of being or being itself that includes and incorporates and is everything. Death is conquered in this. As the Bible says, death is swallowed up in victory. And that is what Jesus was talking about when he said, I am the resurrection and the life. And he goes on to say, he who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Now we have to understand that believing him is not holding certain ideas about him or having emotions about him or for him. It's not even having a relationship with him. It is identification with him, being one with him. And we see that we are life. Just as Jesus said that he is life. And life cannot die. Being cannot not be. Once again, I'm resorting to theological language and philosophical language, but this is not philosophy or theology. This is not an intellectual exercise. This is simply trying to express this sense of being. It is what we are, whether or not we are aware even of what we are. We are always this, regardless of whether we are aware of this or even, or if we think about it. Sometimes people ask me what spiritual practice they can do to come to this awareness. And I know it's frustrating when I say this to people, but there is no spiritual practice that can bring you to where you already are. It's like being on top of a mountain asking where the path to the summit is. I'm sure you've seen those cartoons of gurus sitting on the mountaintop and a, a pilgrim arriving and asking the guru the meaning of life. Well, the meaning of life is that you are at the summit. Some people 
you know, want to sound very profound and inclusive and to say that all religions are different paths up the same mountain. And I appreciate the sentiment of that. But the truth is that the path is the summit. The valley is the mountaintop. The problem comes when we think there is a destination other than here now. The problem is that we have created a problem where, the way, where there is none. And then we try to seek the solution to the problem. There is no problem. That's the solution. There's nowhere to go. Nothing to find. This is it. And it is glorious and it is mundane at the same time. It is gloriously mundane. And that, I think, is the meaning of that Christian doctrine of incarnation. In Christ, we say God and human are one physical and spiritual combined, God in flesh. Now, I know I'm getting theological again here, but the doctrine of the Incarnation is the heart of the Christian Gospel, and it points directly to this reality. The Incarnation is not about some human who lived 2,000 years ago. It's about the eternal Logos, who is enfleshed, was enfleshed in Jesus, and is enfleshed in every human being, in every living creature, in every inanimate object. Eternal Logos is here and now. It is what we are, whether we notice it or not. Just be what you are and abide in that, in that sense of beingness. This is what I call unitive awareness. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.